0: News Radio 92.3, informative local cold. (laughs) I mean, I grew up in the Midwest. It's not that cold, but it is. Uh, (laughs) Joining us now by phone, we have Mike Wood. He is the public information officer for the Pensacola Police Department. Mike, welcome back to the show, sir. Good morning. Good morning. Good to have you. I want to start by asking, it seems like there haven't been very many incidents in the last week, which is always good news. I will take that. A fairly quiet Thanksgiving. Is that about right for the city?
1: We are going on actually about four weeks without anything major, so um yeah, I'm glad to be able to say that. I don't want to jinx it and if uh if Captain Mallet still worked here, I would be getting a phone call after this interview. <laughs> he hated it when I did that but um yeah it's been a it's been a quiet three or four weeks now and, and I'm certainly glad to be able to say that.
0: And well, we can start downsizing the force, right?
1: No, that's not <laughs> what I said.
0: I know. All right. Uh, Well, let's talk about the one thing that we've got is the um, the shot spotter. Obviously, the uh, the, Scammy County Sheriff's Office has rolled it out. It is uh, the last I heard the update was that we were going to have this in about maybe mid-December for the city three square miles. Is that what we're still looking at?
1: Yeah, we're still on schedule for that. Um, You know, we have to go, these sensors or microphones, if you will, have to be put in specific locations in order for the system to work properly. We have to get, a lot of times that's on private property, and we have to get uh, permission from the property owner to mount that system on their property. And I've had a couple of calls uh, in and an email to my office, you know, about these people. Are they legitimate? They're wanting to do this on my property. And, you know, so uh, which is a legitimate concern. And and I contact them back and say, yes, they are legitimate and explain to them what they're doing. So uh, we're still on schedule for a December launch of the ShotSpotter system. And as soon as it is launched, I will let you know.
0: Okay. And also you're going to tie that in with the uh, real-time crime center, which the sheriff says is going to open in January.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Very good. Well, I like to see that. Um and PPD is going to be embedded there, right? I think he was telling us the other day there's going to be two PPD officers manning that. Is that about right?
1: I think that's the plan. Uh again, this is something new for for both agencies and uh there'll be a, few, a little bit of growing pains there at first, but uh it'll get ironed out very quickly and a a real crime a real-time crime center is something that uh, we've needed for a very long time. So kudos to uh Uh, sheriff simmons and and the folks over there to, to for getting that going
0: no i agree it's using technology to its appropriate advantage um this time of year holiday season it's it's all kinds of good things and it can also be bad things um people drink and drive uh sadly i mean they do whether they intend to or not right that's a problem this time of year
1: yeah, it is, and you know we're going to talk about it as often as I can. The drinking and the driving, going to office parties, and just going di- different places. Uh, you know, there's a lot of ball games going on. Just have a designated driver, take a an Uber, a Lyft, a cab. Do something besides drive because. I can tell you that every DUI I've made over the years, while they're sitting in the back seat on the way to the station, they're all back there wishing that they had done something different. At that point, it's too late, and those are the lucky ones that didn't get hurt or didn't hurt someone else. So, uh, yeah, I have a plan for that. And, and Andrew, while we're on the subject, you know, it seems like the the time frame between Halloween and New Year's Day is like three weeks, and it's because of that we have so much going on is why that happens, and a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress, and that ends up affecting people's driving we've all heard uh, horrible stories about people people lo- losing loved ones during the holiday season and you know i just want to take a moment to say this and especially for new drivers if you're a parent listening and you have a teenage driver and you can go while you've got so much going on in your mind you can see that stop sign or you can see that red light but you don't see it and you end up running those and causing a collision. So what I, what I like to do in my mind, and I don't do it out loud, especially if there's somebody in the car because they think something's wrong with me, but <laughs> when I see that green light, that yellow light, or that red light, I say in my mind, and I say it three times, red, 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 green, green, green. That way I'm, I'm making sure my brain sees what my eyes are seeing, and that's going to help a lot in keeping you from running that running that stoplight so uh, just do that to yourself just say it a couple times in your head make your brain understand what you're looking at because again when you're stressed and you've got everything else on your mind sometimes you don't see what you see Uh, and and hopefully that'll help and also when that light turns green if you're sitting on that stop bar again for these new drivers especially that doesn't mean just stomp on that gas give a second or two for that person that's about to run that red light give them a second or two to go through it so they don't hit you in the driver's door so just because it turns green doesn't mean it's all, all clear all the time. You have to be a little defensive in your driving. So give it a couple of seconds, look both ways, and then proceed to the intersection.
0: So I will tell you, uh, I don't think it's a story I've ever told on the air, but I'm alive because of that. Because uh, this was, you know, back in my yeah. college days, and I was, I was at a red light. It was downtown. I had a, a friend of mine, she was in the car with me, and we were chatting and having a good time. And I always drove, I had a stick, and I was the kind of driver that would be ready to go. It's, it's like, it's it's a race car, right? As soon as, you know, I'm watching the cross lights, and when the cross lights turn yellow, I'm ready, I'm in gear, I'm going, clutch in, you know, goes green, clutch out, go. That's how I drove, okay? A terrible way to drive, but that is how I drove. And for whatever reason, I couldn't to this day tell you, other than maybe it was God, um, for whatever reason, on this particular day at that particular light, I didn't do that. I was slow to the draw, the light turned green, I was lazy about it and then I went and a drunk driver came across the intersection, destroyed my car, uh and you know, he went to the he went to jail and uh we got a new car and but uh n- neither of us were hurt, but if I had gone a tenth of a second earlier, I'd be dead, she might be dead. Because the drunk driver yeah, That happens all the time. Yeah. So I, I absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah. I endorse that. You know, don't run right off the line and do watch because just because the light is red, it doesn't mean it can't happen. You know, do pay attention to that cross traffic. You know, that's the and, and the reminder to you that, you know, hey, make driving when you're driving the main thing you're doing. Right. Instead of talking on the phone, listening to the radio. I mean, we're we're captivating. But, you know, let's keep driving, driving. And, you know, that red, 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 green, green, green. That's a that's a useful way to make sure that that's in front of you all the time. Um, how many times does somebody does somebody get arrested or cited for drunk driving and say and legitimately mean I thought I was fine to drive?
1: All the time. And, you know, they've only had a couple of drinks. Um, but people, your body handles those drinks differently. Mm-hmm. The smaller you are, the faster you get intoxicated and the larger you are, the slower you do. But, um, yeah, it happens all the time. I thought that I was okay, but you know, and you hear these ads all the time. Buzz driving is drunk driving. Mm-hmm. Do yourself a favor, and if you're going to drink, don't drive at all. Don't worry about how much you've had. You don't have to worry that, about that so much if you're not planning on driving, and don't drive. A lot of people didn't plan on it, but they end up doing it because the first thing to go when you're drinking is your good decision making.
0: That's it. So
1: uh, the and best y- thing to do. Is, yeah, I was, I'm just going to drive downtown and have a few drinks, and then I'll Uber home. No, 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 no. Leave the car at home. Uber downtown and Uber back. That way, when your decision making goes away, you still have to get into that Uber or another way home.
0: And and also, I mean, the the the, the loss of the ability to make good judgments is not just about when you're getting behind the car, the wheel of the car itself. It's about, did you have the extra drink or two while you were there because you thought you were fine and it takes 15 minutes for that to kick in and then you're drunk behind the wheel. I mean, all of this stuff, it, it, it's exactly, I'm just glad you're you're talking about it because it's so important for people to understand how it happens. And people who are at risk have probably had it happen to them. And so what you're saying, what I'm saying, they've they've experienced that and like, oh yeah, that's true. Okay, well, act on what you know to be true. That's the real key. Hey, wh- one last thing I wanted to get to before we get to our cop myth is... Um, I learned something today I did not know. You and I were talking off the air, and you told me that people can report crimes online without having to call a police officer. Is that true?
1: Yeah, minor crimes. So if it's a crime that has evidence, like somebody broke into your car, there may be fingerprints, fingerprints. Those are t- those are type crimes. We need officers there to process it, process that scene. But if someone took a bicycle off of your uh, front lawn or something like that, where there is no um, there is no evidence, then they can report that online. And and the thing about what we're seeing online with online reporting is a majority of what we're getting are calls that are, are incidents that happened in the county in Scambia County. So before you go online or or to call the police, look at your trash can. If that trash can is black, it is the police department. It's PPD. Give us a call or go online and file that report if it's green then it's in the sheriff's department's jurisdiction
0: you know what you know somebody should do is somebody should go to every house on the margins and just put a big old c or well i guess escambia or pensacola (laughs) over the front door they should help not just the people who go by but the people who live there because i think a lot of people don't realize it which is understandable given how that line moves around I, i totally get it hey uh we always like to end with a cop myth or a did you know do you have one for me today
1: Yeah, this is a little history about the PPD. And, uh, you know, from 1821 to 1855, the PPD grew from one constable to 16 police officers, in addition to the sheriff's department, of course. When the new PPD was organized, they determined that a new attitude would be adopted. And with that, new rules and regulations. And some of them were established like this. One, officers could not sit while on duty. We're certainly glad that one's gone. Huh. Um, number two, op- officers could not drink alcohol in the station. We think that's a pretty good idea, and, and it still holds true today. Uh, number three, officers had to be able to uh, read and write English. That also comes in handy. Uh, number four, the more intelligent officers were stationed on the main streets. That one I'm going to leave alone. Um, <laughs> Number. If you've number got a five, if you've got an a off officer, the beaten
0: track uh, you know uh, route, and beat then yeah, you learn something. All right, go on.
1: Yeah, and these came from uh, uh, Sergeant Mike Simmons, who was our historian. This this came from him, um, and if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't know a lot about our history. But I digress. Uh, number five, an officer could use his club and pistol uh, only if he was protecting his life or if someone showed resistance. And we're certainly glad that's changed. There's a lot of variables in there. Uh, that do not exist today. Uh, number six, an officer could not leave his beat unless he was transporting an arrestee to the station or for an emergency. That, someone's, that somewhat still is in existence. The officers uh, need to stay on their beat or are asked to unless uh, they have a reason to leave, like they're backing up another officer or something like that. Right. And then the last one, uh, officers could not visit barrooms while on or off duty. That one is certainly gone because officers walk through bars constantly. The right. owners are glad to see us there. And uh, yeah, we're certainly glad that that one's gone. So there's a little bit of history there of the Pensacola Police Department. A lot of that's changed, and some of it still stands today.
0: Can I can I ask two questions? Uh, one is the no sitting rule, because obviously, if you got time to uh, to sit, then you got time to go arrest somebody. I mean, clearly. Um, but the drink, it said no drinking in the station. I am under the assumption that while on duty, no drinking, right?
1: Yeah. Okay. But for some reason, back then, they had to make it clear that you couldn't do it in the station anymore, which <laughs> implies that at one, at one time you could. Hey, look, you so, know, um, we've yeah. all
0: seen mad men, and we've all assumed yeah. what we know about police. So, I, you know, <laughs> that's I, I could see why maybe back in the day, you know, look, a lot of things were different then. Interesting list. Thank you for the, uh, the information. Mike Wood is a PIO, a public information officer for the Pensacola Police Department. Mike, as always, man, thank you for the time. We'll talk to you next week.
1: Thank you.